Fab and Femme Zone. It's your place to be inspired and empowered. Bonnie Gale, Body Liberator, and Mia Signs, self-love teacher, take you on a journey to live your extraordinary lifestyle of Fab and Femme. Wow, isn't that beautiful? Welcome, everyone, to Fab and Femme. I'm Mia Sines, one of your co-hosts here, and the other one is Ms. Bonnie Gale. Welcome, Bonnie. How are you this week? I'm good. How are you, Mia? I'm fabulous. And you know what? That's really why we call this uh, Fab and Femme, because we're fabulous females, and everyone else is as well. That's, of course, a female, (laughs) or wants to be female. (laughs) Whatever your choices, whatever your choices, we don't judge here. We're an open forum, you know. (laughs) That's right. But here we're talking about fabulous females. Yes, we are. And um, like always, before I announce our guest, because it's a surprise, um, I would like you to give us a tip for the week. Hmm. Okay, a tip for the week. A tip for the week is don't procrastinate and put things off till the last minute. And the reason I'm (laughs) I'm talking about this today is because I have some clients that procrastinated and now like we are like rushing to get their stuff done for taxes. And it's like insane and crazy making. So don't procrastinate. Do things in a timely manner (laughs) and make things easy on yourself and the people that work with you. That's lovely. And, and I'm giggling because <laughs> I was one of those peeps. <laughs> <laughs> Although all my stuff for my, for my corporate stuff is off to the accountant. So um, thank, thank you, Bonnie. I'm, I felt <laughs> a little bit itchy in my skin there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my tip for the week, or one of my tips for the week, literally is goes along with this financial talk that Bonnie does because when I was looking at um, – my yearly stuff instead of my monthly stuff or my weekly mm-hmm. stuff like I should have been, we realized that a year ago I paid for concert tickets three times, got one refund back, and obviously didn't get the other tickets. So, And they were very expensive tickets. It's not like it was you know a $50 purchase, which still matters. Um, it was very expensive. So always check, like Bonnie says, Check your bookkeeping. Check your deposits and your uh, and your withdrawals. Check everything that goes in and out of your accounts and beyond that. Because when I realized that I lost three hundred bucks, you know, over a, a year ago, I realized also I can't get it back. So right. that was my my bad. So um, it's all a learning thing, and you know, I had to swallow it and just move on, and that's it. and and be happy about it because literally. We can't let little things bring us down. Now $300 is not a little thing, but that was a very good lesson for me because I right. will never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, you know, and here's the thing, like people don't like checking their accounts, you know, to see what's going on because it brings reality to a surface, but it's really super important. And you know what? That was a $300 mistake. It could have been a $3,000 mistake or a $30,000 mistake. So just, Check your credit card statements and your bank accounts and make sure that the monies that go in and out are things that are supposed to be happening. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love that. And 
it's really crazy because, um, as you know, Bonnie, that even though I was a banker and all this stuff, we get flaxadaisical. How do we like that instead of lackadaisical? Flaxadaisical. We get really lazy unless we're not. And, you know, life happened to me over the years, and I wasn't checking my stuff. So now I'm, I'm Johnny on the spot on that, and I really appreciate these updates from you. So I also want to talk, give the other update of love, since that's what I love to talk about, and that's my work, um, mm-hmm. besides business. Um, and that is, we must always stand in the place of love, no matter what happens. That's why love work is so valuable for each and every person to do. Um, and I'm going to publicly say this now. I, we had a book that was coming out August 14th, and it got messed up by the publishers. Um, AMJ publications, and they didn't have it up on time, and they also, when we got the book, we looked inside after we bought it, must have landed at our house by, you know, on the wings of angels because it arrived on a Sunday and mail doesn't come on a Sunday, and inside the book, they uploaded the wrong manuscript, um, an unedited version, so we, we must need to always be aware, everybody, of everything, but the love part, the love part, I could have been taken down and devastated, which I was for a bit, but standing in the place of love really allows forgiveness and moving forward. It doesn't mean that you can allow somebody to walk on you, but it literally does mean that it's not going to keep you down. It's going to allow you to elevate back up to that space as being a productive progressive, beautiful, fabulous female or male, you know, in this situation, because we wish all men the same as we do women as far Mm -hmm. as, you know, justice and all that. So um, stand in the place of love. Learn um, how to be more loving in your everyday life so that when you are faced with adversities, you can move through them. So that's really, really important. And guess what, everybody? Guess who is our guest today? I'm really super excited. It's funny because I'm going to reintroduce her. It's Bonnie Gale. <laughs> oh, my I God. Asked, you mean you're interviewing me today? <laughs> yeah. I asked Bonnie if I could interview her about her work and specifically about this fabulous product for women called Sex Butter. There's also a version of Boudoir Butter and a surprise version coming out in a couple months that we're not going to share right yet. But, you know, keep keep a lookout because you guys will just look for it. And mm. um, it's really, really a, an amazing product and that it was created in love. So, Bonnie, would you like to share with us the story behind Sex Butter? And let's talk about... Um, Let's talk about all this, because this is really the space where you also work as a body liberator. It supports the physical body. Yes. (laughs) Yay, yay. So, and it's really, and it's so interesting, because, like, this story is, like, not the story that people would ever think. Like, how would somebody who works in the world of finance, right, accounting, Mm -hmm end up creating an organic lubricant, right, at the age of, like, 40-something years old. And and the truth is, is that I had this product created, and I worked with a formulator initially and then a microbiologist to create this product because it was something that I physically needed. So what happened to me was when I went into perimenopause, which happened at a young age for me, which was 41, 
I also got something known today as vaginal atrophy, which I didn't realize was an atrophy of the vagina muscles. And the thing about that is it's a super painful situation, and most women will not talk about it or bring it up to their doctor that they're suffering from this type of pain because they feel like they're broken and something's wrong with them. But for me, I was trying to figure out what was wrong with me. So I was like going to everybody I know first and saying, have you ever had this? Have you ever experienced this? And the answer was no at the time, even women that were older. And then the second thing that happened is, you know, I finally even went to my mother, believe it or not. And my mom never had any symptoms of menopause because she was on hormone replacement therapy before she probably even went into menopause because that's what they did then. <clears throat> Most of the time, they just put you on medication. So she didn't really have any symptoms. So basically, I was really suffering. I, it was very painful. And I was like, what is going on? So the doctor's advice to me was to use lubricant and have sex more often. Well, <laughs> having sex more often wasn't even something I was thinking about. I wasn't even thinking about having sex because I was thinking about how much pain I was in and that I just wanted relief. And the relief in the doctor's eyes is use it or lose it. And I understand that at some level, but first we've got to deal with the pain. So mm -hmm. when I started looking at the ingredients and lubricants, because I was already aware of ingredients from the food I was eating, so I was already reading food labels. I started looking at the ingredients and lubricants, and the two main ingredients and lubricants at the time were something called parabens, which is a cancer-causing mm -hmm. agent for female cancers. Mm -hmm. And the other thing was propylene glycol, which is the main ingredient in antifreeze that you put in your car. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't want to put either of those ingredients on my most precious parts that were already in firing, like, horrifying pain. So I decided that I had to have something created that I could physically use. And so that's when I went to a formulator and said, look, these are the issues I'm having. You know, can you create something that can stop the pain, that can soothe this so that I can start feeling better? And we, got, we came up with a formulation and I was trying it out, and during that time, I met a woman who was a cancer survivor, and she was 40 years old. She was married, and five years prior, she had had chemotherapy for ovarian cancer. And since that time, she was unable to have any form of penetration because she was so raw that it, just everything was painful. So that meant she couldn't have sex with her husband, even, not any type of yeah. penetration. So you can imagine what happened to the relationship during that time, right? Right. Well, I sent her some of my cream, and I just told her, look, I just want you to use this every day for seven days, morning and night, just a little bit, and I want you to, you know, and then after seven days, let's talk and see if you're ready, you know. And she called me in one day after receiving it. She had used the product. She was crying out of happiness and joy. It was the first day she was able to walk around where she didn't feel like she had a urinary tract infection, which I didn't know in the first place. So this, that's what made me realize this 
there's a bigger purpose for this product. There's something like, I'm not the only person who's got a problem. Other people have problems and we need to fix these problems. So let's, you know, let me do this. Let me create something that can be healthy and healing at the same time. And so I did and put it out there and we had problems with the product initially and I was trying to get my formulator to fix it and she wouldn't. So I literally had to pull the product off the market for one year while I reformulated with a microbiologist. And that is the formulation we have today, which is an amazing formulation. And I am super uber grateful because every day people send me emails and messages thanking me that they are able to walk around pain-free because of using sex better. And that was, you know, it was really powerful for me because I understood the pain that they were in, you know, and I know what it feels like to feel like they felt. So, like, for me, that's a much bigger purpose than just healing myself. Mm -hmm. That's brilliant. That really is because... It's so amazing. Those who don't have uh, vaginal issues don't understand, and yet sex butter can benefit them too. It's really very, very interesting. My eyes were woken up when I first met you and had heard your story years ago, and it gave me a different look into my own gender you know, realizing, wow, seriously? Because we live in the space, don't we, Bonnie, where we're within our own thought process, our own lives, our own experience. And unless we know otherwise, we don't even consider that there's an issue going on for others. We just don't. And so what I've seen and heard over the years is how this product has um, really supported women on many levels. And and on my own stuff, immediately I started trying it, and I didn't have an issue. But what it did was it just increased who I was as a very well-balanced, well, I don't know about that, as a very sexy woman. Because, in ter- you know, when I would put it on just mm-hmm. to feel alive, mm-hmm. I felt alive. I felt sparked. I felt alive. I felt motivated. And so I can only imagine women who can't, you know, or who are having difficulty with their vaginas can feel those pleasurable sensations besides having pain go away and, right. and things like that. That's really right. beautiful. And there and, is, there is a, an issue with women with their vaginas having um, atrophy and things like that. There really is, because some people listening are like, wow, no, I just can't believe that. Yes, there is a condition for women. Yeah, in fact, 65% of women in postmenopause experience vaginal atrophy. So that's a, look, that's more than half. So more than half of people, mm-hmm. more than half of females are going to experience vaginal atrophy if they don't do anything to take care of it. Now, mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. When I was young, I didn't know the right lubricants to use, the right sex toys to use, like, I wasn't informed. Nobody told me that there were toxic ingredients and things, and I didn't even know to look at ingredients. And, you Mm -hmm. know, when I talk to women today, it's the same thing. Like, some women and men 
are reading food labels, right? So they'll look mm-hmm. at a food label, but they don't really think about looking at a label for something that they're going to use on a body part or, right. or even like wash or hair shampoo or any of that kind of stuff or even it's, something that they're going to use in their house. That's right. It's an awakening that um, it's an awakening process that can be slow, but once you hit it and you realize it, your whole life changes because you realize that there's products out there that actually can benefit and bless you as opposed to harming you. You were right. a big advocate or you were my advocate. I'm going to get all teary-eyed. You were my advocate a year and a half ago when can't talk. You were my advocate a year and a half ago when I got a diagnosis of um, microvascular disease in my heart, which is created by parabens and mm-hmm. toxins, where mm-hmm. the blood and oxygen don't flow very fast. And together, we were able to change this condition. Is it gone? No. Is it highly improved? Yes, it is. It's so different. Um, right. And we're working on it all the time. So that is alone. That's what woke me up. I mean, I started waking up to the, I knew about the food and I started waking up somewhat to the body stuff, but it wasn't until that moment when the doctors told me my diagnosis and I knew I could die. That was when everything changed. I mean, it was so funny because I stopped using products, period, right away, immediately. And you said, man, there's stuff out there you can use, you know, because I'm like, my hair feels like straw. I can't wash it. You know, first I found a soap that was clean and all that. So being aware of this is really very, very important. And also, like you said, the lubricants, they're out there. We don't know that the sex toys can be harmful or lubricants can be bad for us because we trust, we've learned to just trust blindly. And so we can never even imagine that things would be um, FDA approved and things like that from our government that actually could be killing us. Well, and here's the thing, like, there is no FDA approval on sex toys and, and you know, and lubricants most of the time. Like, there just isn't any. And the thing is, the things that the FDA are approving, here's the thing, here's the truth. The truth is that the lubricants on the market in the 70s, the ingredients that those were made from were all toxic. Those were all FDA approved, Okay. So here's the thing. What does the FDA approval mean when the FDA approval is approving toxic things? Right. Exactly. So we are trusting in the FDA, but the FDA is not watching out for our backs. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, and if they were, there were there would not have to they wouldn't have to pull things off the market that are harming people on a regular basis. So that's the truth. That's the proof. Right. You know what I mean? Like when you say, well, when did when does this happen? It happens all mm-hmm. the time when they pull a drug off the market that was FDA approved. Right. Right. It's it's just so mind-blowing. Um, so you have to be your own body's best advocate. This is the truth. And sex butter was my way of learning to be my own body's best advocate when it came to vagina health. Because I look at 
sex butter as nutrition for the vagina. Because mm-hmm. if I don't use it on a regular basis, then I feel dry. I don't feel good. Um, you know, like I just, I don't stay pH balanced naturally. And that happens a lot when you go into menopause. That's a really common thing because anything could throw off your pH. Stress could throw off your pH, okay? So if you think about that, how many people are stressed out in the world, okay? So if you look at it like that, everybody could have their pH thrown off. So for me, I just use a little bit of sex butter every morning, and that's like my vagina health. And and that's that's amazing. But can you share with us not you know not your ingredients, but the point about sharing what is what's in it is because I really want to talk about some of the oils that are beneficial oh, yeah. to our body and the difference. Okay, so the first thing you have to know is that it, the ingredients are all plant based ingredients. So they're all ingredients that you know and love and have used on your body or have eaten at some point in time. So we start with um, organic cocoa butter, shea butter, coconut oil, jojoba oil, and grapeseed. That is the base of sex butter, and that is the full formulation of boudoir butter. And then Mm -hmm. in sex butter, I added in like this minty proprietary blend, and the purpose for that is literally nerve regeneration. So for women who have lost their libido, they don't have a high sexual desire, or they're not feeling themselves down there, sex butter is amazing because it literally wakes you up. And that's what Mia was talking about when she was saying, like, it, it made her feel alive. Because when you wake up all of your nerves, you know, in your most sensitive area, you start to feel alive. You start to feel awake. You feel your womanhood, so you feel feminine. It's beautiful. Now, some of these oils have amazing properties, and the reason I'm going to it is because, you know, I was a newbie to this, you know, and I'm still Uh not proficient in everything, and it fascinates me. So there are certain oils that are antibacterial, that are antifungular that are in there. I mean, it's amazing to state what they are. Yes. So... Yes, there are, so basically, sex butter has um, amazing ingredients in it. And the scientific research on the ingredients is the reason that, you know, it's kind of like the science behind sex butter. So, mm-hmm. like, for instance, why did I, why were, why are we using cocoa butter, Right. So cocoa butter is amazing for the skin, and it also has something in it called CMP that can hinder the growth of cancer cells. Hmm. So that's a good reason. It also is great. um, It's been used on skin ailments from burns to rashes and stretch marks and wrinkles. So when somebody has vaginal atrophy, they, their skin is like super, the tissue, the vaginal tissue is super raw and it burns, it hurts, it stings. And so cocoa butter is amazing for working on the stinging sensation. And then coconut oil is really incredible for dry skin. Um, it's also 
great to reduce bacteria on skin, like bad bacteria. So that's good because like if you're somebody who is prone to like yeast infections or UTIs, this is a major antimicrobial and antifungal oil. So coconut oil is really good, you know, for keeping away disease. That's what it's really good. It also has antiviral properties. So if you know anything about herpes or AIDS, those are viruses. So I'm not, you know, going to say that sex butter will stop the transmission of viruses, but I'm telling you that one of the ingredients in sex butter is an antiviral oil. Okay? That's what I'm going to say. Grapeseed oil. Grapeseed protects the skin. Um, It's a really powerful antioxidant, and it promotes elasticity, health, flexibility. So we need all of those things, health, flexibility, elasticity in all of our vaginal tissue. So it also improves circulation in body tissue. So that's really important because when you are sexually active, you need to draw blood flow to that area in order to increase sensitivity, right? Mm -hmm. Jojoba oil. So jojoba oil is a really amazing oil because it's like a natural pesticide for plants. So instead of using chemicals, we can use jojoba oil. And jojoba oil is great for skin irritations. So remember that what we're trying to do is decrease any irritation of the skin and soothe and calm that area. And so jojoba oil is great for all of that. And then lastly, uh, shea butter. So shea butter is Mm anti-inflammatory. So I know I talk about anti-inflammatory eating. So one of the things is you don't want your vagina to be inflamed from bad ingredients or for the wrong reasons, like not because it's irritated. So when something's irritated, it gets inflamed. So you don't want it to be inflamed in that way. You want pleasure inflammation, not burning sensation inflammation. Mm -hmm. So the Mm -hmm. shea butter kind of calms down any type of unnecessary inflammation that shouldn't be there. And also it's great for rashes and burns and calming the skin down. So all of these oils are really healthy and healing oils, if you think about it. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're trying to do, is we're trying to put nutrition back into the skin and the tissue that our body is not naturally creating on its own. That's so incredible. It's so incredible. (laughs) It makes... It makes me want to slather it all over my whole body. <laughs> and I have. And I have. <laughs> I love it on my face, around my eyes. <laughs> Truth be told. <laughs> and there you go. It's not just for the vagina. For the vagina. <laughs> so no, funny. I mean, look, I have I people that. that use it for a variety of different reasons. Like, I had one person that lives in Canada tell me that she gets like a type of eczema every winter and that sex butter is the only thing she can use on her face that gets rid of it. You know, so I can't make claims with it, but I'm just talking about things that people, you know, contact me and tell me about. Mm -hmm. Um, I had people tell me that they use it like on their cuticles for dry cuticles. 
Um, I use it personally, like on my lips, you know, like <laughs> me too. my mouth lips all the time because it's me, it's <laughs> way better than chapstick. Exactly. I, I agree. I do that as well. It's beautiful. Yeah. And it smells good and it tastes good. So I love that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've had people use it like in their hair. I've had people use it, you know, on their face for wrinkles. I've had people use it. So here's a funny one. I've had people use it like where they put it on a Q-tip and they rub it around inside their nose for allergies or cold. Oh, I've done that too. Every time I have a cold because, yes, because I don't like to use medicine. I use it in my nose. (laughs) Okay, so that's that's a good way. Um, I have some people that have told me that they love to eat it. The guy that owns the website sucks.com was dared to eat and he it, he said that it made him feel so good that he started taking like a little bit and eating it every morning for like oh, a half a month time. and he's like oh my god it made me feel so good just like a little pea size amount that is funny huh yeah wow. and that was initially a dare i thought it was pretty funny mhm i remember giving it to my son for his acne on his face and, of course, he was too embarrassed to try it. But I said, son, it'll work. It'll work. It'll work. So, um, because I've seen things disappear off of my skin. It's very interesting. But that's because it has the properties of um, of the, I can't say it like you, but the... But the um, the healing property? Not the anti- yeah, not the antivirus, but the antibacterial. Mm, yeah, it has, yeah, yeah. It has it has that in it. So, yeah. <laughs> and the antifungal it, it, too, because like a lot of right. the things that we get are funguses. So, mm-hmm. it's important, you know, like funguses and bacteria. I mean, it's good, you know, like to combat both of those things because neither of those things are good to have. Well, you know what? This is a a fab and some statement for a mom to make. My kids are in their early 20s, and they're all off on their life, early to mid-20s. And um, with each son and their major partners, I gave them a jar of sex butter. <laughs> well, hey, that's a good mom. At least you're teaching them the See? right kind of lubricants exactly. to use. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Now. Look, look. if they're going to use it, they might as well use the good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And learn... Exactly you know, from the start so that they're not putting, you know, using junk, even, you know, when you're in your 20s and your 30s, using all these, you know, toxic ingredients, just because you're young doesn't mean it's going to be less harmful for you. So understanding, you know, and using things from the start and don't be like me where don't be ignorant because you don't know because now is the time when people are talking about it. So now the time mm-hmm. is to read ingredients, to make sure that you know what you're putting on and in your body when you use something. Mm-hmm. Now, as a body liberator, um, you know, all this work goes together. Mm-hmm. Are there certain, um, uh, I know that there's certain little tips and tools that you can give people who use sex butter. Are you able to give a tip now so that people can try it? Oh, sure. Like an empowerment butter? tip? An empowerment yeah, tip? Exactly. Okay, I'll give I have a great empowerment tip. Okay. So 
there is something that I do every single morning that wakes me up and really is highly empowering for me. And that is that I have a literally a five to 10 minute self-pleasuring practice every morning. So I literally take like a little pea size of sex butter, put it on my finger, rub it around all inside and out, making sure that I've kind of covered all the areas. And then it's like a get to know yourself practice for five to 10 minutes every morning. Really that, you know, and I'm giving myself all these loving messages while I'm receiving pleasure from myself. And I love doing that because like by the time I actually get out of bed, I, it's like I feel so good. It's like I'm in a good mood. I'm, I don't wake up cranky. I don't wake up wanting to kill somebody. You know what I mean? Like I just, I wake up and I'm just in a good space to start the day. And I love doing that. And to me, it makes me feel good and it, it connects me to my body every day. Mm-hmm. I think that's fabulous. Also, I know that when you sometimes go on um, interviews or events that you have, sometimes you utilize that to get yourself into that that space of wow. Yeah. yeah, I totally do. So I believe that you know you don't wait around for you don't wait around for pleasure. So, like to me, if you're a female, you make sure that you have pleasure every day, no matter what. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. And you can have pleasure from different things. That doesn't mean that you have to masturbate every day. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not talking mm-hmm. about that. But I'm talking about making sure that you have pleasure in your life. This, for me, is one way that I connect with my body and make sure that I have pleasure in my life every day. There are other things that I do as well. But to me, a lot of times when you learn to take care of yourself, you kind of take care of yourself in a whole different way. So it's like you kind of take care of yourself from the inside out. So I think about it as being complete within self. And I want to meet a man, a partner who is complete within himself as well. So that Mm -hmm. it's not coming from a needy place. It's coming from a place of wanting and choosing to be with somebody as opposed to feeling like you need to be with somebody. Mm -hmm. And that's important. Very much so. That's a that's a balance in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. That's so, like to me, that's important stuff. So, I mm-hmm. focus on that for myself. Fabulous! It is very important. Wonderful. So, let's share a little bit because this is we want to know who you are more. I already know, but let's share with the listeners. Um, you have your uh, body liberator work. You also, or we together, have great sex after 35. Let's share a little bit more about how women can be empowered. Let's talk about the great sex after 35 because um, not a lot of women are finding that. They're slowing down because they're realizing mm-hmm. that they're not with their right partners or life has thrown them a curve or whatever it is. Um so would you like to talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. So, like, it is my belief that you as an individual have to, and I'm talking about you, the collective. I'm not talking about you, Mia. You know what I mean? Like, but right. you as a person 
have to create the type of sex life that you want. And part of that comes from experimentation. Part of it comes from meeting different people that expose you to different things. Part of that may come from, you know, your family background in some way. And that could be, and it could be something that holds you back or something that propels you forward, depending on what kind of history your family came from, a sexual history. You know, Mm -hmm. if you grew up in like, you know, from parents that were, you know, around in the 60s with all the free love and free sex, you know, you might have like hippie parents where you're going to have like a completely different upbringing than somebody who had like super strict religious parents where, you know, sex was for procreation purposes only. As an example, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like right. those things are going to affect you, whether you were brought up by the hippie parents or brought up by the religious parents. So mm-hmm. understanding that, you know, there may be things in your history that you need to clean up and clear up so that you can have a good sex life. Because so many people talk about having a good sex life, but they don't really know what that means because they haven't really experienced having a good sex life. And so when you don't experience it, it's kind of like, well, what's the big deal about sex anyways? You know what I mean? Like, I know that that's how I used to think about it. Like, what's the big deal? Like, why does everybody make such a big deal about it? And that's because I was not really getting pleasure from sex at that time. You know, I wasn't really enjoying it. It was more about the act. And I didn't really understand how to enjoy it. Nobody ever taught me that. So I didn't really understand what I was missing out on. Then when I ended up going through, you know, going to some retreats and learning about my body and understanding the potential I had for pleasure and where I could take my body to, it was like this whole different world opened up. But I had to be open to going through that experience to allow myself to be open to something new. And if I wasn't open to it, then I would have never gotten there, right? Right, exactly. You know, because I was raised by parents who did not talk about sex. We didn't talk about sex in our family. We, (laughs) you know, like... I'm laughing. We were we were born, right? And I always joke and say that probably the only time my parents had sex were the three times that we were created. You know what I mean? Like and I joke about it because my parents were not sexual. They were not mm-hmm. touchy. They were not like they were not tender and like they they were they were loving, but I didn't I didn't feel you know, I didn't feel sexual energy around Mm -hmm. in my house. Like, I didn't have that feeling. And sex wasn't something that we talked about. It was kind Mm -hmm. of something that you kept hidden. So I didn't come from an open family. So I want to bring in a little bit of humor here because it just reminded me of how hysterical the conversations were in probably both our um, backgrounds. My great-grandmother or my grandmother was Amish before she became a metaphysical practitioner. My mother used to say, 
down there. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. Well, Never and, even use the word vagina, down there. You know? Right. <laughs> well, and my mom didn't talk about a vagina. Like, it was like, you know, your private parts, you know. And why, why with a man can we call it a penis, or a boy we can call it a penis, but a girl has a hoo-hoo, or a, you know what I mean, like... <laughs> Like, when did we change all the names around because our because the name for our vagina is not sexy enough or sensual enough or good enough or pretty enough or whatever? Oh, and it was. Isn't, isn't that isn't that a little cupcake? <laughs> That's a ho ho. And, and even oh and even God. the boys is a little cupcake, a ding dong. <laughs> there you go. It just cracks me up because when I got married at 18, you know, I got married young. I got married at 18 and I stayed married to that man. You know, we had children, you know, for a very long time. And um, he's like, what are you talking about down there? What's down there? (laughs) (laughs) Down where? Are we on the ground? Where are we? (laughs) He was so confused, poor guy. Down where? <laughs> he was like, "Are we down having there, sex or, or what?" Exactly. <laughs> down where? Where are we? It's so funny because it's it's like when you have a child, a baby, you're not supposed to teach it baby language because you have to reteach it adult language. So you speak to your child like a normal adult. You know, the baby, yeah, yeah, bab- babas are okay, but. You know, anything else is just, like, really whacked because you're teaching your children several different languages. And so it's the same thing with our body parts, right? You know, it's, yeah. like, down there and, and woo-hoo. And <laughs> I'm sorry. I, just, I think that it's so funny because it's very, it's highly confusing. And I think it's really highly confusing to a woman because the first time she hears openly the word vagina, she's like, oh, you know, shocked. And really... It is what we have. And I love to run around and say it, you know, in all languages, like in Spanish, it's vagina. You know what it's like instead of vagina, it's vagina. Spelled the same way, but pronounced differently. It cracks me up. There are so many ways to talk about our body parts that we shouldn't be ashamed. We should really learn to just love and embrace that whole conversation because it will totally shift the way that we feel about ourselves and how we can allow love into our body at a deeper level. That's the important part. It's about mm. not confusing our conscious awareness by these silly terms and by allowing ourselves to be accepting of every aspect of us. Mm. It's interesting to think of it like that, isn't it? Yes, it totally is. I didn't actually, yeah. I never really even actually thought about it, like letting love in at a deeper level. Like until you just said that, like I've never actually even thought about that, but I think that sex better promotes that. Mm-hmm. It does. And and I think that you should um, use that in some of your stuff from now on, letting love in at a deeper level, because literally when we can approach our body, you know this, when we approach our body with love and kindness, just like, so the love work that I do internally is also manifested on the body. So opening that up to allowing it, it takes away the confusion on the male aspect and the female aspect, because 
when we're not allowed to say from the very beginning, you know, what our body parts are. And I don't raise, you know, I raise my children, you know, talking about their penis and things like that because I had boys. I didn't have, you know, little girls with vaginas. But when we can talk about and use the word penis instead of, you know, those other words, it's not confusing. There's shame is not attached. There's shame attached when you can't say the word vagina and you have to say down there, woohoo, and that, that kind of stuff, literally, you know, because, yep. and, and my father died when I was 13, almost 14. And, and I, this is the diagnosis I heard of him. Your father had a lump down there and now he's dying. Oh my God. Do you know how frightening that is? You wow. know, Cancer, cancer prevailed, and all I heard was he had a lump down there, and now he's dying. So we wrap fear around every single thing in life instead of approaching it on a different aspect. So that's just the, the small little thing that I want people to think about is, is the way we communicate. It really does settle even into our body, our voices that speak outward. It's Everything settles into it. If you're angry and frustrated all the time, what's it going to do? It's going to make you a nervous wreck. If you try to bring in love and be peaceful, then it's going to be, life is going to be more simple and easier. If we're talking about our body parts, let's also use the proper name with gentleness, not rigidity like, oh, my vagina, you know, and being scared. It's literally about my vagina because I love her. You can tell the difference between the way that I said both of those. One is about embracing the aspect of who we are. And the other is being ashamed of it, more or less. And we're, we were taught, at least in our generation, um, because I know I didn't raise my kids to believe in shame or anything, but, you know, and I'm sure there are still people repeating the same old pattern that they were taught. So it is still mm-hmm. out there, but it's about removing this negativity on, on body parts. Yeah, body parts. Absolutely. And, and being, in fact... In fact, I talked about that actually on a video one time where I was interviewed and we were talking about penis and vagina shaming. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that women look at their body parts and they're like, well, that's not what it's supposed to look like. I mean, if you look at the book Vagina that has a picture of like, you know, this amazing piece of artwork that was actually taken out of cast, castings of vaginas. Every vagina looks different, and there is no one right way or wrong way for your body part to look. So every vagina is beautiful. Every penis is beautiful. It's just in the eyes of the beholder. But if you're shaming your body parts, then and then you want to have so much pleasure coming from them, the odds are very slim to none that that's going to happen. So really giving your body parts loving messages so that they're open to receive is really how you're going to create pleasure in your life and really mm-hmm. enjoy yourself. Right, right. And and when we realize that we do this stuff, we automatically say, well, no, I don't want to shame myself. I don't want to live in this aspect. So it's, it really is beautiful to, to shift that, that um, even that energy about it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because you know what? Like, it doesn't feel good to be feeling shame around anything. So if you are ashamed of your body part, then that doesn't feel good. And if you're ashamed of how you look or how you operate or yourself, 
that's it doesn't feel good to you. And mm-hmm. your body, you want your body to be healthy and you want your body to be happy. So you can't shame your body into that, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You have to be. You have to give it positive messages. Like if you really want those things, then you have to inspire your body because your body is an amazing miracle. But if you mm-hmm. don't take care of your body, then it gets sick, and all you, it just creates a lot of pain for you. Right. Right. It does. And isn't it interesting to realize and understand? The dynamics we can have with our body by being gentle, by being loving, by being nurturing, the experience is so different. And that is part of um, why you and I do the work that we do is because it allows men and women, you know, we both also work with men too, but it allows men and women to relax into who they are. You know, Mm -hmm. the first time I taught... um, Self-love to a a man was one of the most amazing experiences of my life because, you know, we're raised to think that we're different, but literally we're we're all human, right? So we all have skin and bones and parts and brains that were raised by, you know, nutty people and, you know, thought processes that don't serve us. And so it's about shifting everything on the level for that. And, we know that this is femme and fab, this show, but, you know, sex butter can benefit men too, you know, and, and um, this honoring talk, this gentleness, this surrendering into who you truly are can also change because I know men watch and listen to our stuff. We both know that. So that's mm-hmm. why I just want to say that, that this can support you men as well, because um, what's good for the goose is also good for the gander. So know that you are not that that different than us. Hey, I like that goose and gander thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're not that, that different. Went, that just went out like that so smoothly. Woo! <laughs> it's beautiful. So there are also other um, unique products in alignment with sex butter. There's boudoir butter, and that is very similar to sex butter with mm-hmm. one ingredient that is not in it. No, it's not one ingredient, okay. it's uh, three. Several? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is also for the beautiful bedroom and for feeling fab. It's, it's primarily for those who are not interested in the peppermint is that, or in the mint, is that correct? Yeah. Okay, lovely. That is. I, that's I'm just, totally I, I'm correct. an ad... I'm I'm proponent of, of this product because it has changed my life. In fact, you know that I have, like, usually a case that I go through, and anybody that walks through our doors is my friend. I'm like, have you tried sex butter? And I'll give them a big old jar of it because, you know, I think that it's fabulous, and I love people, and I think that they can benefit from understanding about, you know, it's, it's not just that it's a lubricant and even a health aid, but it's a way in which we can support these, but like we talked a few minutes ago, these body parts that we've had shame over or miscommunication or um, feeling like they don't work or they look different than somebody else's, right? Mm-hmm. When, we, mm-hmm. when we use a clean product like this and are able to touch ourselves by, you know, 
put, putting it on for, for support in, in one way or another, it literally does change the way that we feel about our bodies, our life, ourselves. And that's really what life is all about. And that's what being a fab and femme woman is about, is stepping right. into that space of this is my life, this is fabulous, this is for me, and I'm going to live it this way. I'm going to be healthy, happy, and whole, literally. Mm, I like that. Healthy, happy, and whole. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is what we're all seeking. So we have a mm-hmm. few more minutes, and this is your opportunity, like we give other people, this is your opportunity to share some really cool stuff about your work that you'd like to that we haven't. Um, it could be Great Sex After 35. It could be uh, your body liberator work. It could be, you know, more talk on uh, vaginal care. Well, I think that um, one of the things that I love is, you know, I'm just a big proponent of sexual health, you know, Mm -hmm. and and body health. Like, for me, it's all about the health because the health is what leads to feeling good. Like, everybody wants to feel good, you know, like, I want to feel good. I want to feel good every day. And And the only time that we actually take action and make shifts usually is when we are in pain of some sort. So whether that be, you know, something's wrong with our body and all of a sudden we take notice and we start to do something different or we see our body changing and we take notice so we start to do something different. So the thing that's important here I think that I'd like to convey is that in order to be your body's best advocate, it's about tapping into how you feel on a regular basis and making sure that you feel good on a regular basis. So what are things that you can do to feel good every day? Like I know for me, a couple things that I do that help me feel good on a regular basis all the time, and it doesn't mean that I'm happy 24-7, but I have a positive outlook on life most of the time. I would say that. So some of the things that I do are I eat organic food. I drink clean water. I make sure that products that I use don't have toxic chemicals in them. I like to get my body moving every day as much as possible because that does help me feel good. Um, I am sexually active every day, even if that's with myself. Okay, but you can still be sexually active and be with yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I try and, you know, I work on myself every day. That doesn't mean that I'm perfect at anything because I'm not, but I try and be a good person every day. You know, I try and, like, help somebody, be giving, you know, do something nice for somebody, put a smile on somebody's face. I try and do something like that at least one time a day for every day. And that does help me feel better about myself. Good, 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 good. I think that that's wonderful. And it is really vitally important to have a practice like that. Right? Yes. I mean, I'm not the greatest meditator, so, like, and, like, that would be something to add in. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, you know what I mean? Like, but that's something that has been a challenge for me. So, 
like that's another practice that I think is a great practice for people. I also do writing when I need to. So like if I have something that's on my mind, I'll write it out of my body. Mm-hmm. Good. And how does that look? Is that, is that journaling? Is that meditating? Is that both? It's journaling for me. It's actually physical writing. And it's not even on a computer. It's like literally manually writing, like on paper with pen. Mm-hmm. Right. Literally getting it out of my body. That's very powerful. That's very powerful. And we just had a um, a full moon, and so we're still in the uh, space of doing that. If you guys want to do some type of a, uh, a release-type work, you know, go into a, a gentle meditative state and do body clearing and then write it all out and release it, you know, up into the ethers, literally. Um, I don't want to, you know, give away the entire practice, but that's literally um, what it's about. If you have questions, you can always write us and, and we'll tell you. But this is a good way in which to release things out of your body. I, I'm glad that you brought that up, Bonnie, because people are stuck with things inside mm-hmm. of them and they mm-hmm. don't know how to get rid of them. And literally right. when we work it and release it out is how we do that. Mm-hmm. So that's a very, very amazing practice. We we both do, and we both love that. But doing it on a regular basis is really important. Right. I I mean, I probably don't do it as much as I should, you know, but what I find is when I get really super intense, that's like a great time to do that. It really is. It's Mm -hmm. like the perfect time because – it's like, and the reason that I got to that point is because I wasn't doing the writing. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And it supports it moving forward. Good. Right. Yeah. There are so many different ways that we can literally uh, release stuff. We can do visionary work in meditation. We can do release writing. We can declare to the universe that we are done with a certain behavior or a certain experience. I remember years ago um, talking to one of my spiritual teachers. It was probably about almost 20 years ago, and I said, how do I change that? I don't want chaos anymore. And she said, you just did, honey, you just did. And so it's that conscious awareness of moving forward that it's who we are and that it's part of us. And guess what, guys? We are out of time. So thank you all, and thank you, Bonnie, for this beautiful um, conversation today on Sex Butter it was really lovely. Lovely, and well, we thank will. You. Thank you, and we will see you all next week. Bye.